Hello there, and welcome to Ren and Snippy. Uh, that is uh, Sabine, Ren, and <laughs> of course, Sankatano. Uh, so, going around, uh, who, who would like to talk about what the plot to, the, uh, to this episode was? Tarek, go ahead. You missed most of last episode, so why don't you go ahead and lead us off? <laughs> well, basically, um, from all my notes and whatnot going forward kind of thing, one thing that I kind of realized with the episode of of um, of the segment being Time to Fly, I come to realize this was like one where where it's like the path of the introduction is going stronger in its direction, but also it's starting to bring back like the world of um, basically the ones the one learning the ropes of a Jedi, but then also learning like the other, the world around it as in, you know, like, like being able to like, like how they're, how they're flying in a jets, how they're encountering new planets. But then also there's, this one is also more about, I feel the connection around, like around the force, but also I'm coming to realize like with this one kind of thing, um, like even like with Ahsoka herself, like she is like I'm starting to see how true the vision is in the performance of Rosario Dawson through like her commitment to be someone where the force is strong, because especially from the quote of one of the quotes of the episode, learning to wield the force takes a deeper commitment and that 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 shows that each episode to me, and it's just from my perspective that it's going to be like a whole new rank of something difficult to learn, but that, but, but that it can be, but that it can be conquered or it's going to be one of those things where it's like going to have to do it again and again and again until, until, until they get it right. <laughs> right. Uh, so John, what did you think of the episode? It, this was fun. It's just like an episode of rebels. Yeah. It feels just like we've been saying like live action, animation like whatever we want to call it it's just so much suspense and with real i mean they really don't do much you know they're just like kind of investigating this one thing and they figure out what it is and they have to fight off a battle and like it's it's kind of like a short little like action-packed little i mean a fantastic episode three i'll tell you that much like it's got our attention once again like what the hell is going on what is thrawn doing they keep throwing his name out there. You were finally vilified. I think you, you, Mike, like said something episodes and episodes ago about hopefully Ahsoka has something to do with the whales. Yeah, and they hinted at that. I remember like, that. In episode one, they hinted at it in episode two, but they're straight up telling you that the whales are how Ezra got thrown to the other galaxy. And like the pieces of the puzzle are starting to come together, and oh my goodness, good job, Dave. <laughs> right. Dude, like, dude, seriously, it's just like if you watched Rebels, you know exactly what's going on. If you do, if you didn't, you still have a whole bunch of questions. There, and, and oh my goodness, it's fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's. I'll say this about the episode. I thought it was fun. It certainly felt like an episode of Rebels where. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't feel like filler, but it has fillery aspects where, mm-hmm. you know, Ahsoka is still being chased by the Inquisitors and she's going on her mission to try to, you know, find out about Thrawn. But then there's the politics that they put into the episode, which is some of the best space politics I've seen in some Star Wars, where you get to see how the First Order comes to be because... There's that scene where Sabine Wren is talking to Mon Mothma along with everyone else on this New Republic Senate committee. And she's telling them, hey, I think Thrawn is alive. I would like to send a fleet to go find him if he is. And they said, this is stupid. We're not going to waste our money with that or resources. Uh, Sorry, but no. Well, that right there is probably why the New Republic failed and got destroyed by the First Order. And this is some of the stuff that Dave Filoni is hinting at. He is the Star Wars janitor. He comes in and fixes uh, the mistakes from very little movies and very little well-done movies and makes them watchable again. I'll admit, I like The Phantom Menace. 
Uh, Attack of the Clones is very newsworthy, but if you watch Attack of the Clones now, it's like <laughs> it's it's like watching uh, uh, it's like watching the it's like watching the Clone Wars, but in live action, you know. And you get the idea of that here with the live action animation. Yeah, but that's yeah, I've, it was fun, but I it, it wasn't I, like great I, though. I, Hang on, yeah, but it, it it was fun, but it wasn't. You know, I, I thought I thought it could have a little more meat to chew on the bone. It could have been a little longer than 30 some minutes. I think instead of like ending on the cliffhanger where Balin is sending out a team to try to find Ahsoka, we could have just already like have whatever half of next week is going to be put into there. Yeah, they, you, you, I did mention that they are getting incredibly shorter episode by episode. That's not a good <laughs> It's not a good. It's not. It, it's not like this. When I realized, like right before I started this episode, when I realized that it's just over like thirty minutes, I'm like, "What? Like this is not right," you know, kind of thing in a way. But maybe it's just like how their the writing is or what direction they're trying to take. But I'm thinking, you know, like like if it was gonna be that short, it would have been nice to have like episode four on top of it. Like right after, but I don't know why they did it. But. Well, I'll pile on top of that and say if this, it, like, kind of combining what we've been saying, if this is the filler episode, cool. It's a half an hour. Great. The rest of it, if they're going to be 40 minutes and it's going to be just crazy stuff and Ezra's and Thrawn's and you don't know what the hell's coming next, you know, HK 47's, you know, if, if this is the only episode that's filler and it's 30 minutes, then I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah. I feel I feel like it was that that's kind of like the it's like the direction. It's like the tone of that, even from how this one had its title uh, time to fly, I think, because mm -hmm. they focused a majority on this episode, of course, on a lot of the flying of locations back and forth and introduction to that and a little bit of the political tides and conversation. But the continued thing I'm always thinking about between the rebels, the different forces, the allies is. There's always that thing that comes to my mind where it's like, where it's like, where it's trust no one, you know, kind of thing a little bit, or you can't always trust everyone. That's a continued thing I'm thinking in each and every introduction between the different sides. <laughs> well, in terms of not trusting everyone, has everybody heard of that rumor that Ezra is probably that inquisitor who has a helmet on and you can't Nobody. see his face? Yeah, I'm. At first, I thought no way, but I'm starting to think maybe because they keep cutting to him and they might go for a shock twist where Ezra has fallen to the dark side. But no. the other likelihood is, mm -hmm. is that we find out that Ezra is being held by Thrawn and they have to go on a rescue mission to come and get him. There's only one way to travel to another galaxy. That's by using rails and their hyperspace paths. Ezra has that ability. Thrawn is in the other galaxy. There, there's only, there's only, like, you have to do them. Like, Ezra is held captive by Thrawn. That's the math. Mm -hmm. It yeah. has to be. It has to be. Thrawn used Ezra to escape because Ezra, since day one, has been extremely, like, attuned to nature and animals. And, like, he's, he's had conversations with Bendu, who we don't exactly know what is. <laughs> like, he's just like this big, thing out in the middle of the desert he talks to the low cats you know he's got an extremely like that animal connection or whatever they have that anakin does have a little bit of and grogu has a little bit of ezra is like extremely powerful with that so yeah it could it could lead i mean it, it i feel like it's just predictable if disney does the same thing where it's like oh you know thrawn has him captive we have to go and rescue him which i'll admit i'm fine with rescue watching that rescue mission even mm -hmm. if it is a little redundant but uh i i feel redundancy like there's a joy to some form of redundancy in these star wars films because it's like it's like it's because to me like even this like even though this is a tv series even the movies itself felt like a tv series even though they were the movies too because it's like like when something stops at one point you're ready for the next continuation right away kind of well, thing yeah i mean this is very old style television where every episode ends on a cliffhanger mm -hmm. you know where you have to wait an entire week to see what 
is going to happen. And, you know, sometimes I'm fine with waiting a week. Other times I feel like, like this episode, I feel like I didn't need to wait an entire week just to see a 30-minute action scene. I'm with you on that. (laughs) Yeah, it it, it felt like there's a whole other part to this that they could have added. Ahsoka out on the wing of her own ship defending it with lightsabers is pretty badass. And that was sweet. What you were saving earlier about Dave Filoni working as magic. Now that scene with Kylo and Ray doing the starfighter training makes a little bit more sense. Hmm. Like he kind of breathed life into that scene a little bit and, and made the, he's trying to make the sequels rewatchable. Like I'm saying this and saying yeah. this and saying this. And he's the Star Wars with janitor. This, with that scene, he does. Because in the movie, you're like, why are they doing this? It's ridiculous. When would you ever, <laughs> you know, be, be facing a starfighter? And, you know, Ahsoka's here facing three. And she yeah. takes two of them. <laughs> yeah, she takes, yeah, she takes one out by, like, doing this weird, like, cartwheel in the middle of space. And then chops its, like, actual wing off. It's awesome. He knows what yeah. he's doing. He, I mean, he's he's known Star Wars just as long as we have. He was born in 1974, so it's been in his life. I was born in 1974. It's been in his life exactly as long as it's been in mine, pretty much the whole time. Yeah, and yours as well. So, like, he's been thinking about it. He, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> I I am realizing as well that even the droids, the R2D2 type characters, everyone, they're becoming so that there's so many more coming around. Where it's like they're so much more social than what I was used to. I mean, they were social in the films, but this one, it's like I feel there's also that there's a new technological robot type person, and then mm-hmm. it's like coming around, and they're the ones trying to give the higher advice, even though, even though it was um like that with like with like C three PO and people like this, that. This back thing with Star Wars has done a lot of good with that. They started that with the Mandalorian a bit, you know, with mm-hmm. that, you know. Mm-hmm. the droid factory or whatever and that one reprogrammed droid kind of like lost his mind and or whatever <laughs> like they kind of touched on it a little bit i thought they were going to go a little bit deeper into that episode actually and like get into how droids were just like the clones and they develop personalities and they were different and they were people and blah 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 they had ptsd but they didn't i didn't understand that that's a little bit too deep for disney <laughs> it's yeah. difficult for us to even for them to even talk about clones in that respect much less breathe life into droids like that, but they they have been like leaning into that direction about the droids for a long time with the live action Star Wars. And I'll give them a lot of credit for that because that's just something that was never, ever brought up. Well, droids always There's seem to have a personality outside of the, um, outside of the battle droids. You know, if you look at, you know, C-3PO, he has high anxiety for a robot. Who oh, hell yes. To, who decided to develop anxiety for this thing? <laughs> seems like the worst choice imaginable. Chopper's a psychotic serial killer. He's he's yeah. crazy. He wanted them to shoot that ship down, and she's like, "No, it'll destroy the whole port." He's like, "And that's bad." He's like, "Yeah, yeah. Chopper, that's bad. That's a bad situation. We have to like, yeah. we can't just like kill five million people for you know." Like, really? Come on. Which episode was that in? He's right. You know, they should have stopped that ship. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, which episode was that in? Because there's it's the, last, no... it was the end of the last episode when they were chasing the HK droid. Yeah. HK droid was leaving the shipyard and they were chasing it. <laughs> wow. Chopper, tried to try, Chop, Chopper tried to talk her into shooting it down and she was like, no, it's going to destroy the whole shipyard. And he's like, so? Yeah. <laughs> That's Chopper. He's a psycho. He, <laughs> yes. Don't, don't, don't let him fool. Don't let his cuteness fool you. No. Yes. Exactly. Hence what I said. Don't trust mm-hmm. no one. <laughs> I don't know, but but I am I am getting this growing concern from the show that we're not going to see Thrawn until like episode five. Yep, I agree with you because even in three, like I'm just in that direction it was going in. Like the, yeah, I'm just thinking: is there any direction towards? towards Thrawn maybe a bit but it wasn't that strong and in, in in this in this episode of when he's coming around you know well, they keep talking about him and talking yeah. about he's going to come back and they're setting stuff up they have the hyperspace ring there so then he can send fleets of his own which 
is something John mentioned last week. He can mention he can bring in fleets with those rings and 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 start galvanizing the empire again. Hence, he'll probably be the creator of the first order uh, long a long way down the road. I think that's what they're gonna do. But I get they're building them up, but it's so much build up. It's starting to get old and boring and tiring. And I don't that's really... coming from our perspective because we've seen four seasons of Rebels. We know this story already, and we're kind of guessing as to where if you have no idea who Sabine is, like you kind of need these yeah. episodes. And you kind of need this like slow episode with a whole lot of action to bring you back into Star Wars and tell you who these people are, you know. Yeah. Nobody knows who Sabine is. Uh, and Nobody I agree. And she's like the heart of the show. It should be Sabine. It shouldn't be called, it shouldn't be called the Sobra. And, 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 and I and I agree with you. Like, and I'm sorry, Mike, but going forward, it's like what's important with this, even Azoka, and when it continues, it's like it's foundations it's laying out, even though the foundations of it may not may not be there hundred percent or may not always have the answers we want we know there's a foundation surrounding surrounding the nostalgia of star wars and the and the tone it's trying to take however and like you said with rebels and whatnot kind of thing it's like you're right john like it's like it's like it's it's kind of like for those of us who were into those series it's helping us have the refresher while getting into ahsoka even more definitely kind of thing <laughs> right well this this show if you haven't seen rebels it's like you won't know who these characters are, but at least this show gives them enough personality. But I have to say, Ahsoka herself is very stoic compared to Ashley Eckstein's performance, you know. And at first sight, I kind of gave Rosario Dawson the benefit of the doubt. I'm thinking, well, this is an older Ahsoka who's been through a lot. So she wants to, or, or sort of, so she's a little more held back and is more like a stoic Jedi, which I get that if that's. Mm-hmm the way she's going with that but she's almost too stoic sometimes it's like in the first it's episode in the first episode that she's a gray she's a gray yeah. jedi how well, did she get the information from morgan she did that mind meld crazy shit on her she's like i didn't necessarily use jedi techniques she told she told us that in the very first episode hmm. she's like i'm not necessarily nice but you know i dragged the information out of her right <laughs> She right. she the same thing that Maul used and Kylo Kenyanic kind of use, just like go into people's heads and get their information. So she's not she's not a Jedi, man. We have to we have to remember that she's not she's not Snips. Right. Like we did, we kind of miss. She's more full. She's past Fulcrum even. She's she's gray. She's she's just as dark as she is light. Hmm. Which I would like to see them explore that because the, the thing about Ahsoka is she never goes that direction and she could have gone that way, especially with what happened to Anakin. You know, she could have gone that way or she could have gone that way after Order 66 happened, but she still believed in the best of people and strives for them. And that's what separates her from someone like Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, and we're also waiting for that as well, kind of thing. And he he is coming. The question is when. Definitely. Yeah, we hear his voice in one of the tra- in one of the trailers yes. of the show, so we know that's coming. But I feel like it's going to be the same thing like it was with Obi Wan, where you'll have like one scene with him, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Which it's like I don't think they need to do that. It, I would love to see a full episode that's just like a flashback between like Anakin yeah. and Ahsoka, just like going on a mission or something like that. I agree with you. I mean, like just it could be that would be that would be filler I love because then it's like, yeah, who cares? You get to see how they got along with each other and swashbuckle with each other. And it kind of introduces it in a way to live action that you wouldn't uh, that, that people who haven't seen the shows would get. They'd be like, oh, this is who this is. And this is why she's referring to Anakin Skywalker. And something that we haven't seen in Ahsoka yet was in. You know, Mandalorian connected to Boba Fett. Boba Fett connected back to Mandalorian. Those two spun circles around each other. Like this is the same timeline. Like, the, like it. They have to rope in, at least mention Grogu. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or or Luke or something. Like they have to mention the rest of the known existing Star Wars universe. It can't just be like awesome. Hera's there, but you know that everybody else is there too, and it can't just be. 
You know what I mean? I don't want. I obviously don't want them to go back to Tatooine. Mike, don't get mad at me. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting tired. Of ta- I think we're all tired of Tatooine. I, I am. I'm tired of Tatooine. <laughs> I am. But even then, with this show, though, even like like Star Wars and whatnot kind of thing, I do feel like like even with like thinking back when I'm watching this episode kind of thing, it's almost like to me, it's almost like like, you know, like it's like it's like even in the role where it's like training a Jedi is almost like training someone who is Anakin at one point. But at the same time, you wonder, does this individual have like is she true to wanting to be a Jedi? Is there is is she is she a traitor is she is there or like is her mind will her mind be convinced to join a darker force like i what comes to my mind of that is just the personality the frustration along with how she keeps being told how she's not ready to be a jedi and the fact that she struggles to even understand even when she is told the force resides in all living things it's like it's like she struggles to really understand. It's like it's like it happens when it happens. <laughs> she doesn't have any kind of connection to the force at all. Mm-hmm. She never did. She could exactly. use a lightsaber because she's Mandalorian and she can fight, but she's never been able to connect. The only time that she did was when she was taken over by the witches of Dathomir. Which, come on, Filoni, let's 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 get there. <laughs> well, he has hinted at it. Morgan says she's a witch. Yeah, she was, she was overtaken. So if they do that and wrap that storyline into this series, holy cow! Oh yeah. Well, there's a lot of places they can go because he can just kind of piggyback off of Rebels with yeah. this. I just uh, again one thing I hope to see because this was like a fun action-packed episode. I'd like to see some character development with Ahsoka because we, if you just walk into this show and you don't know anything about Ahsoka, you don't know anything about Anakin. Well, you'd know something about Anakin, at least, you know, from the prequels, but not the cartoon shows. But you walk into this thing not knowing anything about Ahsoka, you'd say, yes, yeah, just some show about this really stoic lady who has like a group of friends who helps her out on missions to stop this one looming threat. So there's not much characterization of her. And I hope we can get a little more something you know, with her past that they can go over to a live action to that, that the cartoon series viewers know, but the audience who've only seen the movies and show haven't. Mm-hmm. Flashbacks, we can do that, like you were saying. Yeah. Flashbacks, for sure. <laughs> well, it, it, need, it needs it because the, this whole Ahsoka's character arc has really been already done they they did it in the clone wars and they did it with rebels so here this show is more like a continuation of rebels if anything i actually think uh sabine Wren is my favorite character in this show so far she's oh, yeah. very uh she has a great personality she does whatever the hell she wants to do just like anakin but she gets results and she's also unlike and, and she also like anakin is arrogance and because of her arrogance it caused the math to get stolen from her and it'll probably cause some more problems yes i mean i definitely agree with that personality and such like that kind of thing and you're right you know between between both like even between it with the girls like sabina and Hera kind of thing i really i really do have something for the confidence in in the character Hera because Hera is one that's like she's by the book she's by like like where she stands and with like and and what her skill set is and whatnot and she's the one who relays like the accurate messages like she's not Mm -hmm. the one sending mixed signals whereas so many others in this I feel can send a mixed signal like like of course you know like like even with like like Sabine, Sabine is sending many mixed signals through the series right now. But I'm starting like where I kind of feel with the show where my like where my frustration is kind of coming in, not like personally, but frustration where it's like thinking, oh, I know this characters kind of have some red flags. It's uh, with mo- mostly it's with it's with Morgan kind of thing. I'm sensing the very very darkness of Morgan going forward. 
kind of thing. You mean in terms of how she has a connection with the witches of Dathomir? Yes, she is yeah, yes, I mean? yes. As in, it's only gonna get, it's only gonna get more, more, more treacherous. <laughs> well, I think you know, with her, mm-hmm. with the Night Sister, and with Thrawn, it's gonna be a very. You're, we're gonna have a very clear threat. If there is one thing that is that is going in the show's favor is that we have a clear antagonist, although we haven't seen him yet, but we are going to see him because everyone keeps talking about Thrawn, Thrawn, Thrawn. Who the hell is Thrawn if you're watching this? You know, I haven't read the Thrawn books and I know who he is, but that's because I kind of like somehow within my internet research of Star Wars found out everything about that. But we have a clear antagonist, which is good, but our protagonist, it's kind of confusing to see like, okay, it's called Ahsoka, and Ahsoka gets the most amount of screen time, but so far Sabine has gotten the most character development, you know, because she is just like Anakin. I mean, Ahsoka already said that in the show. So we're seeing most of that with Sabine, but not so much with Ahsoka. If anything, I'd like to see more character development with her. And I don't mean just flashbacks. You know, a flashback can be one episode, could be enough. But what, what more can we know about this character now? Why is she so darn stoic on screen i'm sorry i know i keep going back to that i mean that the series isn't over you're asking right now what you're asking is going to be answered by the end of the first series i hope so i i I, and i think with dave filoni or i can't be the first three episodes because you don't know the whole story yet. or i feel or i feel i feel at the end of each episode like you said mike there is going to be a cliffhanger and sometimes that cliffhanger Mm -hmm. can kind of give us a sense of who's probably coming up in the next or what's the next threat. What's the next, what's the next resolution? What's the next mission kind of thing? Like well, the next episode is just going to be another action scene where Soka battles through the woods of the planet they're on now. And then it's going to end with her fighting Ray Stevenson. And then we're going to get to episode five where we get the Thrawn. you know, I think that's kind of going to be it. Cause like, I, I know I know it's like I know I sound kind of arrogant going oh well why aren't they establishing your character and they'll do that later it's like but will they like I feel like we could get an Obi-Wan situation where you've only have like a couple episodes that's really worth remembering and the rest of it's just kind of forgettable mm-hmm. and this show is it's Disney. It's, it's Disney's Star Wars right there in a nutshell yeah. <laughs> that's every up every series so far has been exactly what you just said yeah Yeah. and like and and disney even knowing that and even them as a whole like even in what they do with disney plus or even programmings what they have in the movie theaters or on tv they only want what's present they want their disney fans to gear on what's present and i can and i realize that like that's why so many times like even like like with with like revisiting the stuff of disney even outside of star wars it's rare for Disney to do repeats of stuff unless it really has the following to do so. Cause they're always want what's like in their present so much right. for attention so much. And that they're not going to stop that with Azoka. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, even, even Andor felt like their episodes were, we needed like how many episodes was it until they did the big space heist? Like there's just that, there's like one episode where they're going, I don't trust you. Well, I don't trust you. And then there's another episode where they're going, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. I'm going, we already established this. Why are we doing this again? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of moments in Andor that were like that. The whole side <laughs> side uh, plot with the guy who's trying to hunt him, who was like this, you know, ex-imperial sort of, or not imperial. He was like, he was with a corporation. He was like an ex-imperial guy, we'll just say for right now, who was supposed <laughs> to hunt him down. We didn't need like a whole plot where he's like has problems with his mother at home. <laughs> you know, it, it felt a little bit it, it, a little redundant in that half. But yeah, it does feel like that is going to be Disney Star Wars. I don't think we're going to get a lot of character development with Ahsoka. I think the most we're going to get is a flashback between her and Anakin. It's going to be like maybe three, five minutes and then that's going to be it. And it's ultimately like I feel like the biggest seller of this is, of course, bringing back the alumni like Hayden Christensen as Anakin and people like that kind of thing, especially for how they repeat that in the trailers so often and how they did before we even got into doing these segments. Kind yeah. of thing. And I have to say, I'm getting I have this weird theory that maybe Hayden Christensen 
had more screen time in the flashbacks with Obi-Wan, but his acting was still so wooden. They're like, oh, we can only use a little bit of this, and, you know. And like, you could look at a timeline of, and sorry, I'll let you, I'll let you go, but actually, no, you finish. I'm sorry. It'll come back to me. <laughs> no, that's all right. I was pretty much done. What were you but say? I mean, like on what you just said about hating Christensen, like when you look at his timeline, even, even outside of Star Wars, like some of his roles are memorable, but then many of them are, kind of forgettable so when you think about it kind of anakin is the main thing that so much many will remember him from kind well, of shattered thing. glass is actually a pretty i good love movie shattered glass yeah. i love and that movie deserves more appreciation than it truly yeah well, there's a future episode right there but yeah shattered glass is probably hating christensen's best performance you know he plays the role of this guy who ends up making up a bunch of stories when he's writing for the new republic and he he gets caught doing that. But speaking anyways, of speaking of that, this Meg, I love how he said the word republic a lot, and even that movie has the word like republic, like new republic, republic. Yeah. This it's, a, it's all connected. Just like it the is. Force. And now, they, they even said in the plot of Shattered Glass that Hayden Christensen lowers his lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm just thinking Hayden Christensen, maybe his acting wasn't like as good as they would hope it would because they probably because everyone thought, well, George Lucas couldn't direct his actors, and that's why they were bad. I'm like, that's true. Couldn't pick his actors correctly. Couldn't cast them correctly. Yeah. Well, he did cast Ewan McGregor, who made a great Obi-Wan, you know. But oh, yeah. it's a home run once in a while, but for the most part, it's like whoever's available. <laughs> Get the oh, carpenter. Yeah. Get the carpenter. He'll be great. Oh, and, right. and even in this day and age, put an alien mask on him. Yeah. Even in this day and age, nowadays, it's like when there's an actor they really want. A lot of times, sometimes they'll even have the production halted till that actor is available, or if they're that desperate, it's like okay, let's find someone just as brilliant. You know. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Ah, uh, disappointing that that. I mean, I don't know why they would put Hayden Christensen in one of the trailers if he's not going to be prominent in the show. You know, it, it seems a little weird. But... Huh? Well, they got to market it. One thing we haven't mentioned, like not even once, I don't think, is the stellar music and sound development on the show. Yeah. The, the accompaniment, whatever that word is that I can't currently pronounce. Right now. <laughs> That's okay. Amazing from the, the first note, seriously. Uh, the music's okay. It sounds, you know, what it sounds like. It sounds a lot like the Clone Wars compositions from the oh, television show. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you where the best sound experience is in Star. In, in, yeah, here's where the best sound experience is in any Star Wars film or series. You'll have the best sound experience. If you do a Star Wars orchestrate experience, and I did that at Chicago Symphony Orchestra with mm. The Force Awakens. So if you want like the sound you love mm. times 10 or 20, it's it's there at like at at a at a Star Wars film orchestrated. You know, <laughs> I will say something controversial. I don't think the soundtrack from John Williams to the sequel trilogy was that good. I feel like he oh. kind of because if you go back to the original three films each film had a memorable composition the first film well i mean you had two you had the twin sons composition and then you had the main theme in the second film you had the imperial march and the third film there's the song that's playing when luke's like going nuts and swinging after his father and you hear those monks going oh like you get kind of that church music that's real memorable with it <laughs> in the phantom menace you get duel of the fates in attack of the clones you get the love story song you know and in revenge of the sith you get the battle of the heroes we don't get anything that's nearly as memorable as that. The closest thing we get to something that's memorable is Ray's theme. The rest of it, like you kind of remember Kylo Ren's theme is very generic, just bomb, 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 bomb. <laughs> it's not really there. And that's real sad to see. But like John was saying, this is live action animation. You know, this is pretty much you're hearing the music done by the same. I think the music is done, and I could be wrong if someone knows please correct me uh i think it's done by the same guy who did the music for the clone wars and they gave him more of an orchestra although there's not although there's still a lot of symphonic stuff to it or not i don't mean symphonic uh 
like electronic, no orchestra is there. So I kind of that's one thing that kind of throws me off. But overall, it is it is nice to have some music that I would say is a little better than some of Obi Wan's soundtracks. I listen to Obi Wan's score. Oof, not that good. It sounds like an average TV score. <laughs> the Vader fight is pretty banging, but other than that, yeah. Yeah, the Vader fight, that one's good. And, I mean, that was a great... Apparently, Darth Vader always gets his helmet cut in half, whether it's Ahsoka or Obi-Wan. But that's because he's he's not as badass as people think he is. not Beskar. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't they make his armor out of that? <laughs> just a glorified stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, now there's a controversy. I'm weak for reasons of Palpatine's own. <laughs> I remember electronic shit in him, and you know, Palpatine had the lightning. He yeah. was everything was designed so Palpatine could control his ass. So, you know what? Yeah. I was just thinking that as you were saying that, it's like remember when he picks him up and he and he tosses him in to kill him. Well, now that he has that clone, I'm gonna guess he probably saw it in the force that. His son was going to turn him back. So he was ready for the event of his death to have his soul or whatever you have it, have his energy transitioned into a clone of him. So there's my crazy wild theory on that. <laughs> but so what are your predictions for the you know next episode overall for the show? What are you thinking? Uh, we're going to have Ahsoka being hunted by a bunch of the Inquisitors and their people. That's going to be the full episode next week. The week after that, finally, we'll get Thrawn probably within halfway to the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to get a rescue mission where everyone has to... Or no, we're going to get Thrawn episode five, and then we're going to set up the rescue mission, and then we're going to have the rescue mission, and then it's going to end on a cliffhanger for season two. Derek? I believe I'm trying to remain optimistic, but I just believe we're going to see a new revelation, whether it's very big or very small and either or and and if and if it is going to remain how it has been, like if, if it's even kind of like the second episode, that's kind of the pattern we're going to have to get used to. But there, despite how the writing or presentations may be, be, there's always going to be something invigorating within the force and within the characterizations throughout Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, at least we're getting characters that we like here who do have a lot of personality. You know, Sabine Wren has a personality. She's real bright and colorful. Like, yeah. you know, when she's trying to, like, there's that little scene in this episode where she's trying to use the force to pull the little cup towards her, but it's not moving. And she's called to the cockpit and she goes, well, you win this round, and then, you know, takes a little cup down. Very, you know, very cartoony. Yeah, very cartoony. <laughs> you know, same same thing with uh, Hera Syndulla. Like the, the there was that whole fight that was going on with Ahsoka on the ground in Episode Two while Hera's in the ship, and she's having her little banter with Chopper, where Chopper's like, "Let's just blow up the bridge," and she's like, "We can't do that, or else you'll kill everyone." Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. damn. He is a serial killer. He is. <laughs> <It> is. <laughs> yeah, one, one thing that I think, especially after episode three here, I'm starting to think that, um, like, yes, I think that the Knights of Ren are the last of the Inquisitors. I've been saying that for years already. Hmm. Um, Sabine Ren may or may not have something to do with the First Order. Knights of Ren, Sabine Ren. There's no re there's no way that's a coincidence, but um, this happened to a character in Rebels and it was pretty huge. But I'm thinking she loses her sight altogether, mm, just and like Caleb. Absolutely forced to use the Force and can't and is literally no longer a Mandalorian because she can't see anymore. So she has to become the Force user. Hence, blah blah blah. Bad stuff happens and you know, a wedge between her. Like, if she loses her sight, that could push her towards the Force and away from Ahsoka at the exact same time. Yeah, and I'm wondering, I've seen some stuff on the internet saying that they retconned her character because they said, oh, she's never been Force-sensitive. Why are you making her Force-sensitive? I well, like to say... Until she got possessed or whatever, she wasn't. 
Yeah. She got well, possessed, so we don't know what's going on now. Who possessed? When did she get possessed? In was the show. That- when they... There's some, there's some, there's an episode she gets possessed by the witches of Dathomir. Oh, jeez. You see, it's been so long since I've seen Rebels. I hardly remember any of it other than I really enjoyed the hell out of it. I remember bits and bits and pieces. I've seen the entire series twice. Ah. But there's, there's some stuff. There, she's connected, but not in like any kind of good way at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, if she's still possessed, that's going to be something. They'll connect that to Morgan then. Use the force. She has been used by it. So that could be a problem going down the road. She does. And you're right. She does not have the force. That's because the force has had control over her. She doesn't have control of the force. The force has control over her. Anyone in Star Wars, though, can be force sensitive. I mean, that. I mean, if properly trained, even maybe Han Solo could lift an object with his brain. Yeah, that's exactly what Ahsoka said. Everybody is just takes patience and training and the will and metachlorian count. Yeah, that helps. That definitely helps. But everybody has a little bit of it. Yeah, broom boy. Broom boy. Oh, I feel we even do that. Oh God, what happened to Broom Boy? Is that who the sequels are based on? Is fucking Broom Boy and Ahsoka's gonna be the one who trains him? Oh, wait a minute. Or Ray's gonna? I'm sorry. Ray's gonna train Broom Boy. Ray's gonna train Broom Boy in the sequels. That's what it's gonna be. She Uh, has two Padawans. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And at least, at least those sequels. I'm so far. I'm optimistic about them because this time. They're going to take their time with it and not just shove it out the door. No, they're not. It's going to be garbage. But I'm always 100% excited about new Star Wars. I don't even care if it sucks. I, well, I am too. There's I yeah, we're, we're, it's a drug and we're hooked on it. Post with that, I don't, I don't care if it sucks. I just want new, I just want new Star Wars. I think they so can fix Boba Fett. Boba Fett. That shit ruined my hopes. And I, I'm, I, we're not going to get the Star Wars that we think we're going to get ever. This show, Ahsoka, is probably the closest to it. If you've watched the cartoons and the yeah. movies and maybe did a little bit of reading and you know kind of who Thrawn is, you know, if you've done a whole lot of fucking research, yeah, maybe. But this this, this is like the best Star Wars has been probably since 1977 or 1980. Mm, honestly. Yeah, I would say that's true. I think with- the most fun, the Empire is definitely the most like the biggest threat that they've been since Vader landed on Hoth. I haven't been scared of the Empire since Vader landed on Hoth. Yeah. Not once. Let, let's now I kind of oh. wish we could relive our Star Wars nostalgia. Let's go back to the VHS <laughs> era of it when they re- had those remastered VHS tapes. Let's go back to the era of when some of them came to Laserdisc. Literally. Oh, I still I actually have I should do a I should do a TikTok video on my Laserdisc Star Wars collection which by the way if anyone listening knows where i can get a laser disc player that'd be great i'm I, I got one but it was broken when they shipped it i am the only place down the train. and i even will go to like those used or retro stores and are, then they'll be like we it have late brand new hence why they went away so and and that, and the thing is people never it's hard to find like stores that have it because many people want that nostalgia still kind of thing. Whereas yeah. you can find the movies a lot of times in these used stores, no problem. But the player, completely different story. That's why got to usually do it online, but then they overcharge for it. And it may not be, you may oh, get yeah. ripped off then. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's what happened with me. I got the player, but then the disc, like it ejected, but it wouldn't play the, it wouldn't play the disc when I started it up. The, the one, and the thing weighs a ton. I, it is fucking heavy i have it the last time i bought it spin that giant dip think about it for two seconds They're yeah that long or well <laughs> i mean no the yeah, last time i meant to last no. the last time i bought a laser disc was it was pretty much a lucky purchase it was from half price books it was the right stuff <laughs> wow and mike that was right when we were done at the chicago critics fest which screen there and after that i'm like oh i gotta have this I you think know. you told me about that, but yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Going back to the show, one thing that yes. we haven't mentioned about episode three yet, though, was Jason. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Jason? See Hera's kid. Hera yes. And- oh, yes. Yes. I thought for a second you were making a Jason Voorhees reference. I'm like, wait, Jason <laughs> no, Voorhees no. showed up and killed everyone? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. He mentioned for two seconds at the end of the season. <laughs> 
when they're rap, they do like a, what happens at the end of Rebels, like at the end of the fourth, uh, end of the fourth series finale, fourth season finale. How did that kid not wind up a Twi'lek or part Twi'lek? That kid was just like a total humanoid. That I think they're trying to like maybe hint at the genetics of because there are no cross species or cross. There are no like half and half. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that like, was just like a human white kid. He's not like, you know, like how does it work in Star Wars? Obviously, there's like, there's, you know, you got your Captain Kirks out there. They're out there, you know, banging everybody on mm-hmm. Solo one, of course. Yes. You know? Uh-huh. But Captain like, how does, how does the genetics of Star Wars work? Like, obviously, there's interspecies breeding. Jason exists. He's fully human. <laughs> that's what threw me off. That's, just, what... that's just like a weird little, they never really explained it type situation. You know, it's it's just weird that they like him, but it's just awesome to see Jason in live action. He's, he exists. He's real. He wants yeah. to be a doctor, just like just like his dad. Now, I want to see how he was born. And apparently Anakin was born from a virgin birth, which I don't know the way I always, the way I always interpreted that scene and I'm probably wrong, is just that, yeah, he had a father, but the guy was a deadbeat, and he didn't want to support his son, so he left, so Shmi considered him not his father. You know, not that he was space Jesus. Another escaped Palpatine clone or something. Like, Palpatine himself was just like a drunken rampage, and, you know, fell through on Tatooine, something like that. He, he just went around to multiple planets and was just like, kind of like Ego from um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It's like planted seeds everywhere that he went and eventually he got an Anakin. Yep. Yeah. Oh, boy. Now, that's, uh, I don't think there, that's that's a theory I can guarantee you is never going to come to fruition. No, absolutely not. Now, well, now, well, now that you mentioned Guardians and it's off topic, well, now I want a Walkman that plays cassettes now. So thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> Well, Just like I would talk about laser discs. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, especially like you ever play um, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain? They have like the little Sony cassette player that you listen to in the game, mm-hmm. which is a great kind of throwback. Which is funny. They have walking, talking machines. They have the iDroid, but they still need to use cassette tapes to hear music. Like that doesn't make any sense. But then again, that's just Hideo Kojima for you. He's just what totally that, weird. What the hell are you saving with typewriter tape on Resident Evil? That makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want to see that sketch. Just someone putting in the... What? I, want, I just wonder that. Is there just paper on this? Come on. That game is so hard. <laughs> yeah. Did you play the... I know, the Resident Evil 4 remake, though, by the way. Highly recommended. But, like, yeah. I mean, what do they do? Does, like, Leon physically load the paper in there and then turn it and then type game one? <laughs> I want to see that well, scene. Now, well, now that, well, now that you're on the... T- now that we're jumping topics, now that we brought up gaming, think about it. Now, what comes to my mind in episode three... Did, now, if any of you played any of the Star Wars video games... Does any of these episodes you feel remind you if you played the Star Wars video games can be as way back as like the 90s or, you know, the space battle in episode three? Absolutely. They did a really good job, especially like zooming in really close focus on the pilots and they're like, yeah, you know, that's what you're doing when you're playing the game. That's exactly what you look like when you're playing a video. (laughs) I mean, always, I always, yeah, sorry. I always loved the Rogue Squadron games when I was younger. Oh my god, mm. they could still be fun. You know? And they still look great. I can't emulate Rogue Squadron for shit on my computer. It just like kills it every time. But... Pod, Star Wars Pod Racing, that was the freaking best on N64. Oh, I had that game on my Switch, yeah. That, that's it's... a fun one. <laughs> oh man, yeah. The, the Phantom Menace, the video game. Okay, if anyone knows where I can download the Phantom Menace, the video game, the PC version... I want to see if I can emulate that. I'll tell you what my graphics card is. Uh, it's what is it? It's an AMD RTX 5500. So if anyone knows how to get that to emulate on there, I'll pay you so I can emulate that game. <laughs> because in that game, you could just play as Qui Gon and just murder everyone in Tatooine, just just for the hell of it. You could kill Anakin as a kid. You could kill his mom. You you can wipe out the whole town. 
which mm-hmm. I don't know how they put that in a teen rated game or how that was even an option in the game, but it was, and it exists and it's hilarious for that. But mm-hmm. I want to see it with superior PC graphics compared to the PS one graphics. That's how much of a nerd I am with these games. I, but, I love, I love, I love, I love your nerd style with your video games, dude. Cause back you're making me realize how games back then were just so fun when you didn't need all that freaking storage space like you need now. Oh, you yeah. Know? You just pop in the game into place. Yes, I miss those days so much. Yeah. But I guess graphics got too big where now that's why it requires tons of storage space, yeah. you know? Yeah. But that scene with the Soka and the ship, it did feel like a video game, but I didn't mind it because it was freaking sweet. I mean, she cuts that damn wing in half. And how did she get the other guy down? How did she take the first guy down? Does anyone I think, remember? I think she only took one down and then the two of them got away. It was just the... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking... I didn't remember her taking two down. She did cut one of those ships in half, but that was it. The other two got away. Yeah. It was the Inquisitor one, and then was the, you know, the, the goth girl. Whatever her yeah. name is. <laughs> Shadows, oh, sh- Shadows of the Empire. Another great memory of a Star Wars video game. I read the book, you know, and I actually quite enjoyed it. That was on N64 and Microsoft Windows back then, so you could probably find that online. <laughs> yeah, you can get it on GOG.com if you have PC. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I have it on there, and the controls are absolute crap. Like, don't try to use the keyboard and mouse. It, it doesn't control. Oh, that, that. that's the biggest complaint I hear about people who download everything on their computer games. People hate playing with the keyboard for certain games. <laughs> yeah, the, the games are not designed to be played on a keyboard. Unless it's like... Guild Wars or Warcraft or Age of Empire or something. I don't know. Like that. Somehow we've gone into a whole loop about video games now. Well, but yeah, that we're we're nerds technically. We're movie nerds, Star Wars nerds. They all correlate in a way. Yeah. <laughs> well, so Ahsoka really did feel like a video game in some yeah. moments, but I don't mind that. Like in the first episode when she <laughs> does that little thing where she goes right with a lightsaber, <laughs> and she goes down the ground, and then she jumps up and she goes right, and the other guys fall down. That's fucking sweet mm-hmm. you know and that's the thing this shows how a strong force user actually looks like although i will say the sword battles look a little weird or i should say lightsaber battles you know i'm not going to call them laser swords but the lightsaber <laughs> battles like they they cut the camera a little too close where you can't really see the moves everyone's doing but the combat is it's kind of like a mixture between the way it was in the prequels and the way it was in the originals where they're they're swinging, but they're not doing like this whole huge dance, which I miss because yeah, they gotta cut corners and save money somewhere, and they just they just don't have the money for choreography for that. I bet like, yeah. that's a lot of work to do fight sequences, especially like hand to hand combat or swords. Like that's like this isn't John Wick in the Continental. You know, they're not focused on like that's not their focus. Mm-hmm. Which I mean? which is funny because this show is about. Uh, like the first sequence where she's chopping those robots in in half and like you said she goes through the she goes through concrete and you know that's the ahsoka that we all knew and loved from the tv series both the clone wars and rebels you know she's running she's jumping she's telling wang not to land the ship that she's just gonna run and jump on it and he's gonna go you know she's fighting people outside of her ship on the wing in a spacesuit lights like that's the, that's the Ahsoka that we all knew and loved and we all never saw any like force user or anybody do anything. Everybody with every other force user is so reserved. Like Kenobi doesn't like he hides for 20 years, doesn't use his force, you know, yeah. like everybody's so reserved. Even Luke like that, that willingness to not use your powers is passed down to Luke. And it's just it's so frustrating to watch from the outside. That's what was so fun about the Anakin character was just like, no, you know what? He's right. He should be lifting pairs up and chopping them up into little pieces with the force, even though you're really not supposed to be doing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were the fun with the force. Like Ahsoka has fun with the force. It's you were the chosen one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that... she's one of them. Mm-hmm. I have a newfound respect for the way those lightsaber battles were choreographed in the prequels because they kept the camera wide, just like the Matrix did, where you saw all the action, where they were really swinging at each other. Here, they're not really swinging at each other. And I think that's the thing that's going to be disappointing in the series is that 
you're just going to have more of these bland lightsaber battles so the camera cuts close so it tricks you into it's thinking they're yep. going like we're this. Probably, we're probably not going to see jumping around back and forth going for long durations. I wish we would a little bit, but we'll see. We're going to see Ahsoka be Ahsoka against Ray Stevenson and his Padawan or whatever it does. Uh, now you're you guys you guys are tempted. We're gonna we're gonna see some stuff like they're well, messing around. Like he's gonna give us these episodes that are fun little fillers. But imagine if all of a sudden, just now that we're on this subject of lightsabers, all of a sudden towards the end of these series, all of a sudden we each have a lightsaber. Then you know. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I mean, how much how much would it cost? That depends. You could find, but if you want like the real legit one, it's gonna, it's not even worth it. But replicas could always be fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Like, I was trying to look up who play what the name of that character is. Who is the? Uh, I gotta say that, that the uh, the what did you guys think of the female Inquisitor in this show? Was she intimidating? Like she she doesn't intimidate me that much. She kind of looks like she's gonna cry all the time. But Good question mark? Yeah. Yeah, but she's interesting in a way. But I guess all of these Inquisitors are. I just like it when they're straight evil and they don't have to go good. I hope they don't do something with their character where she's like, oh, no, what I'm doing is bad. I'm going to stop being a Sith now. <laughs> or, uh, I'm sorry. Are they a Sith or are they Sith-like Inquisitors? We don't know. We don't know. They're fourth user for hire. We don't know what they haven't been called anything. I don't know. I think they're Inquisitors because they have the helicopter lightsabers. So they could be that, but they but they are making it a secret. And boy, I uh, next week I it's it's the show does have me hooked. I really want to see what happens oh. next week, but I also don't want to get myself disappointed and upset because they still don't have Thrawn. I know I'm being selfish, but they they literally had Thrawn show up to. They had uh, who plays Thrawn in the show? Does anyone know his name? It's uh, Miles Mickelson or something like that. But anyways, they had the guy who plays Thrawn show up to the Star Wars convention. So we know that he's going to be there, and that he's going to be in the show. They even showed his image. It's in, it's in my thumbnail. What, but what are we going to get that? It seems a little kind of like too much buildup with what I'm afraid is going to be very little payoff. But then again, I've been wrong before. <laughs> Oh, and it's Lars Mickelson. Yep, Lars Mickelson. That's what I found. Yeah, Lars Mickelson. I think we have some of the best, probably some of the best Star Wars, at least since, I don't know, remember how, how good we thought Force Awakens kind of was? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh I went, you can oh. go back to my review and see it. You we, can... we still have hope for Star Wars. Like, after, after like, the, the like, after the Force Awakens, like, kind of fizzled, like Star Wars just went back to being, you know, kind of whatever again. This, yeah, well, this series is not okay, whatever again. <laughs> you know? well, I, <laughs> I want more. I want so much more. We got a little bit of that with the Mandalorian because it was a new character. It was in, like we didn't really know about the Mandalorians at all, even if you watched the cartoons and whatever. Like it was like they talked about them, but you didn't really know what these people were about. <laughs> were like just like the side group of people, you know warriors for hire whatever oh, yeah. yeah i agree well i mean there's there's the, the whole jj abrams mystery box and you don't want to reveal everything that's in that box but i think they are going to with the show and it'll be you know we'll find out who these guys are we'll find out who they are in the second by this upcoming episode and we'll find out where ezra's going because we know there is ezra in the show we saw the hologram of him that took me by surprise i didn't expect ezra to just show up like that but he did. But uh, until then, we just got to wait a while to get to that rescue mission. If it doesn't turn out to be a rescue mission and they and they manage to get Ezra back on their side and we get thrown, I'm, I'll be thrilled with the series. If it, But I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic. I don't want to have too high of hopes just to be let down because I've been there before. And it's not a fun place to be as a Star Wars fan. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Having said that, Tarek, you have any closing thoughts on the show? Um, my closing thoughts on this show is um, that honestly, I just I am 
kind of just like I said, try and remain optimistic, keep not 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 get my hopes up way too much because I want to have like some like surprises that are unexpected or hope for those. But but other than that, though, I do feel that the, this series is very solid in its direction. And even though the last episode was just over 30 minutes, I do feel like the force is 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 finding its strong suit in this one as it continues <laughs> okay john satisfied with the show so far yeah i am and one of the bigger things i don't I'm, we mentioned it a little bit last week but we haven't really this week like this series really is focusing on like Tarek said the force mm-hmm. like the magic of it the the witches of da- dathomir the magic of the force you know it's it's not just like a question mark like what are the midichlorians well they're actually they're telling you it's magic (laughs) you know it is all of these and they're going to explain it through the show and i'm really excited about that because they did a little bit of that with with rebels like we did see dathomir we did like the whole mall story we know a little bit but if he answers some of those questions that honestly i don't even know what the questions are right now about the witches of dathomir Dathomir and the magic behind the Force. I, I don't know. It's just going to take Star Wars in a direction that I never would have thought possible, and never would have thought would happen in live action. Even though it's live action animation or yeah. the new series, the new generation of Disney Star Wars. Like, I'm, I'm just happy that they're going in that direction. It's not just yeah. space samurai. Like it, it's space samurais with magic. <laughs> well, and the, and the thing is, I really thought they wouldn't address the space whales or the world. Well, the space whales, yes, but the world between worlds, which is what it's going to lead up to, probably. And that means, uh-oh, there's time travel involved in Star Wars now. It's a little <laughs> bit like the ending of uh, Interstellar or Matthew McConaughey's yes. seeing every point in time all at once. And he taps on the bookcase to use Morse code to uh, reach to his daughter. It's a little bit like that. It's like being in the fifth dimension, you know, as the scientific community calls it, or I could be wrong. But I mean, if they, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. It is like the Mandalorian where there's a lot of kind of like what's going to happen and wait till next week to find out. Although it might just be filler. Uh, Like a, like a Jedi, we have to exercise patience or at least I do, but hopefully the story starts going and, somewhere soon they are starting to do a little bit of that with the new republic not taking thrawn seriously hence leading to probably the creation of the first order let's get to the juice already all right Mm -hmm. we're three episodes in this is a what is this how many episodes series is this eight or six ahsoka eight episodes it's eight episodes from what it looked like yes so last i checked yeah Ah, here we go. Yeah, you see? Oh, shit. Well, I don't know. But if this is an eight-episode series, I can excuse it if he doesn't come in right now. But this is probably uh, this is probably a six-episode series. And if that is, then we got to get there fast. Yes. And that, anyway, mean, that means then, technically... Yes? we got. That's what that means. We got five more episodes left if it's a total of eight then yeah yeah then then there's plenty of room to develop and grow exactly hopefully hopefully it's that but does anyone in the comments know how many there are no one's watching this so who gives a shit i i I wonder i wish maybe next time for our segment we could put in we could we could say please comment do stuff like that you know kind of thing uh yeah maybe we could talk about that off the air yeah we can yeah no we're fine we're fine i'm just saying if anyone's watching right now throw out your comments we're happy to expand our 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 talks and our and our love for star wars and azoka on this from oh anyways i'm i'm gonna wrap up uh Tarek, where can we find you uh, you can find me at moviesoftarek.com. Also, I write periodically for Positively Naperville. Sometimes I put my stuff on Medium, but I'm very also active on Letterboxd, also very active on Twitter. I always post consistently on Facebook anything movie-related that grabs my attention. Honestly, I just surround my life with movies, and like I'm sure you see that. <laughs> oh, by the way, it's eight episodes. 
Oh yeah, eight. Eight episodes. So we probably won't see Thrawn until episode five. Like I said, there's even a greater possibility of that. You know, that that's what Star Wars does. They spread their story real thin. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's just chunks of filler with just a little bit of story. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. And John, where can we find you? Oh, Cinema Obscura. We're on Can TV here, eleven PM Monday nights, Chicago, cable channel nineteen. Uh, what else do I got going on? Oh yeah, every fourth Wednesday over there at the Logan Theater, live action animation from us. <laughs> it's stand up comedy, live music, and film all in one space. The Lounge Logan Theater. Check I'll it out have, every fourth Wednesday. I'll, I'll make it over there one of those days now because the Logan's awesome. Yeah, and then the archives over on Vimeo, spelled just like you see under my name right there. Mm-hmm. Under oh, my face right. next to my name. Mm-hmm. That's right. And guys, you want to find me, I'm at You'll Probably Agree or YPA Reviews. And the YPA stands for, as I just said, You'll Probably Agree. Go to YPAReviews.com or you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok at YPA Reviews. Having said that, we'll see you later and hopefully we get thrown soon. <laughs>